Welcome to the Twisted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, broadcasting from our studios in East Tennessee and Central Florida, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. I'm here in a very wet East Tennessee. It's been raining all day long, and I'm joined by my co-host Chris. How's it going tonight? Good, what's up? Not much. Trying to not float away in a boat. And tonight, we are joined by Marcus from the Junk Riders. How are you doing tonight, Marcus? I am good. I am as wet as you are up here in Ohio. I, I saw some pictures out of Cincinnati this morning. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, up here in Columbus, it's the same thing. We're getting uh, deluged, as it were, at closing highways and such. Oh, it hasn't gotten that bad here yet, but when I left for work this morning, I thought I was going to have to take a boat instead of my car. <laughs> yep. But we'll jump right in this week. We've got some news. We're going to talk about some GCI we've yet to decide, and then we're just going to talk roller coasters. So I think the first thing is we've seen it floating around. We've talked about it on this show. Uh, Marcus, I th- if you all talked about it, but it's the B&M Surf Coaster, whatever the heck this thing is. Yeah, this is, this is interesting. We, we had not talked about it yet. We, we, did, we uh, did a live stream last week, but um, I think we're going to talk about it tomorrow when we record. But yeah, hey, this thing. What? <laughs> exactly. What? <laughs> everybody, I think everybody's aware of the the fake leak that there was, and Jack and me were talking about that a lot. Like, there's no way that's real, but I mean, if it was that, that would be so weird, and it would I be like, ridiculously expensive. I think. Yeah, this the whole the two track the, or the two wheel assembly thing just weirds me out. First off, why do you need two wheel assemblies? And then it literally just looks like an invert car with wheels, extra wheels. I mean, that's the whole thing. So I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I think if this is not fake, I don't know what. Yeah, this, I, I'm completely on board with the fake train. Just because you can really mock up those type of things with um, like a copy and paste. Oh, yeah. Give me 20 minutes in Adobe Illustrator, and who knows what I could create fake coaster-wise. Heck, you could do some paint with that. You get some drawings. Oh, yeah. I'm I, still I think, hoping that this thing's a 4D. Like, that's all yeah, I want. Yeah. Mark, I don't know if you know, but one of Chris's home parks is SeaWorld Orlando, so nice. we're, we're really interested in how this is going to play out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I happened to be browsing on, on Twitter, and I found uh, they, they're calling it the Fantastically Aligned uh, kinetic, ki- Kinematics Experiment, i.e. fake. <laughs> oh, uh, physics, that's right there. That's, I, wanted, I was like, is it going to transfer between sets of tracks, like during the ride, or... Yeah, I, I would love to see someone's take on that ride system in No Limits. Like, I know that if it ever got built, I'd love to ride it, but I'd just love to see what that looks like. Yeah, the, the things I would I've seen on No Limits, they could whole do that. Oh, I've got I've gone deep down. I play a ton of it, and I've gone deep into the whole custom scripting and everything. So it can it can be done. Someone just has to want to do it. <laughs> yeah, having to get it done is the fun part. 
Yeah, once you see it, seeing it done is amazing. The hours and hours of labor that go into it are not. Because I've got, I was looking at it earlier today, I think I have close to 1,400 hours in that game, and most of that is just blood, sweat, and tears. That's a lot of time, man. Jeez. <laughs> I'll, I have left it idle overnight a couple times, so. Yeah, yeah. But moving on, um, there was talks earlier this week, it didn't happen, but there were talks about... Uh, Um, that did not, it obviously has not happened yet, but I do think there's a bunch of parks that are talking about reopening. The one that's biggest for me is Dollywood. Rumor has it, I will be riding lightning rod nice. in two weeks. Very nice. But yeah, uh, Fiesta Texas and SeaWorld San Antonio, I think they like proposed a plan to be able to open this past weekend, but it just didn't get approved. So hopefully they can open within the next couple of weeks. And me and Jack were talking about this uh, a little bit. Once they do it, we're kind of thinking that a lot of other parks will follow. Like it'll start a chain of more parks to start opening as soon as possible is what we're guessing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, just, I really ahead, think Marcus. it's going to be interesting because you're going to see a pattern of what um, people are doing. Cause it's not going to be just, um amusement parks but it's going to be restaurants it's going to be um all these major social gathering areas um amusement parks are in a unique zone and i think they're gonna a lot of parks are waiting to see how it goes at these major parks and then emulating that because i see that Mm -hmm. almost from a state level too because ohio has been very you know they were they were the first to jump and they're easing their restrictions slow slower than most if not all the other states so um um, I'm having a feeling a lot of other parks are doing the same when it comes to uh, seeing how this goes in other places. Because if it if it hits the fan, then it's like, well, I'm not even wasting my money to ramp up, right? Spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, get my park ready, and then you know, you get you you, you hear news stories of of seventy, eighty people got infected on one day at Disney World or whatever it is. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to be you don't want to be in the news for that. You want to be, oh well, we decided to hold off, right? So it's. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really, it's going to be an interesting one for parks that, um, you know, they um, are smaller or they're in a, a, a sensitive area of, of the seasons, right? So you can't just jump off and, and go and, and, and be crazy because you, you don't want to have a month-long season and then end your season, right? That's a lot of money to spend for a month. To some parks, it's worth it. Some parks, it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting, on, on again, how that all plays out because – who really who knows yeah it's definitely a give it it's a very dynamic situation i think the whole thing will come down to when parks decide to reopen it's going to be someone's got to pull the trigger on the chain reaction and i think the real question is who what park will pull their trigger first and reopen Mm -hmm. and i know dollywood the reason We've always thought June 1st was our target date. That's been rumors I've heard from friends I have at the park pretty much since they closed. But our governor has started throwing a lot of weight behind the idea of large attractions reopening. So I think we could easily see Dollywood become one of the first parks. And like you said, there are parks like Cedar Point, if by middle of July... They can't open yet. There's the starts of the talk. Is it even worth opening this year? Mm-hmm. Because you're already looking at most or like half your season being gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I I think um we're already kind of starting to see parks get ready for opening up like with Universal City Walks open now and that's gone pretty well so far and we've started to see new markers down in front of the park entrances for uh the social distancing and line and all that. So I think they could even open in early June because on their calendar, it shows early June, same thing for with Bush gardens and SeaWorld and fun spots. So I'm hoping Florida opens up fairly soon based on the calendars. Um, SeaWorld, we're on Mako all day today. So yeah, that too. <laughs> Wouldn't we yes, all love to be an exec right, right now and just be able to ride Mako all day? <laughs> I wish. But Chris, you mentioned it there for a second. City Walk is reopened, and you actually got to go and walk yeah. around for a bit. So, just what was it like? Uh, honestly, it didn't feel too different for me from a normal day at a park. Uh, Universal did a really good job with everything, making sure that everything was held to like the capacity it needs to be, and everybody had masks, and they did the temperature checks really fast as you're walking in. Uh, I thought they did a really good job of it, but just some of the restaurants and stores and like the mini golf's open. I did the mini golf. And uh, of course I liked getting to go back just to kind of get my park fix in just by uh, taking pictures of Hulk and Rip Ride Rocket and getting to see them up close. So it was one of the best days I've had in a while, just because I was actually able to get out and do something fun. But overall they did mm-hmm. a really good job. I'd say with the reopening and also the Jurassic yeah, coaster. So- it looks really good. You can see oh, it yes. from the exit to go to Universal, and you can see it from City Walk. Like this thing's going really fast. It's already like 150 feet in the air or whatever. So I'm really excited for this ride now, especially that we're starting to see it come together all at once. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it because Hagrid's and Marcus. I know you've got your opinions on Hagrid's. I love bringing that up. Just uh. But um, I'm def- this definitely looks like the more Maverick-esque ride of the two, and I think there's a chance it's going to beat Maverick. I mean, that coaster has been like the staple of Intamin launches for years now. Well, Is this finally what Well, I don't know. It? I mean, I, to be honest, from the folks that I know that have ridden Terran. Oh, Terran, too. I forgot about yeah, Terran. I've, I've heard Terran's already dethroned it, so yeah. Well, let's say king of the Intamins in the U.S. <laughs> well, I mean, even you saying that, I mean, you're 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 discounting some other folks. I know some some fanboys out there that disagree with you about. Um, I mean, well, and I would definitely say Millennium Force on a given day will challenge Maverick for me. But I mean, you, you got to remember, we got El Toro out there. We got true dragster. Don't still get me started there. on Toro. <laughs> hey, I, my plans for riding hopefully will still come this year. I'm hoping. It, <laughs> Well, it's looking good. I'm definitely, I was sad that y'all, some of your lives got canceled, but the one I'm looking forward to has yet to be canceled. So Yes, yes, that is the one that everybody wants. <laughs> well, that one, and then uh, y'all don't know it yet, but you have to throw me a birthday party at Busch Gardens Tampa. Let's do it. Because that Sunday is my birthday, and I plan on being there for IAPA this year. <laughs> That's so, uh, what was it? Ed's heart stole my heart or something. This one's got to be something Bush Gardens Tampa Jack's birthday. Yep. Perfect. I do, I, there we'll we do go. A, we'll do a sub note under it. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a sub note. <laughs> Get our iron guazi fix, hopefully. If it opens. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's already <laughs> open, technically. Yeah, according, it, to, according to the billboard. <laughs> billboard so, yeah. Back. Moving on, the next one, the comeback story of the year and the park that's, like, we're opening next month is Indiana Beach. Yeah, this right. Thing, this is, if there were a roller coaster for a park this year, this is, it's been Indiana Beach. I mean, we're closed, we're being bought, now we're reopening with a VIP event. <laughs> But we're still going to be closed because yep. <laughs> of the COVID nineteen. <laughs> well, crap. <laughs> it's definitely been an interesting. So neither of us have been there. It's always been on the list for my dad and I. Um, have you been there, Marcus? Oh yeah, several times. I went. The, okay. um, my uh, my daughter's first actual big roller coaster was there. Um, she rode. Um, oh man, brain fart. <sighs> Well, but not bold. I almost said Boulder Dash. Oh man, imagine if Boulder Dash was at Indiana Beach. <laughs> um, so that'd make the Indiana people happy, right? Cornball Express. There it is. Ah, that right. That one looks really good. Yeah, Cornball. That's actually one of my faves. I love that roller coaster. Uh, and then Lost Coaster, Superstition Mountain is a phenomenal ride too. <clears throat> but uh, but no, yeah, I've been there. I've been there several times. I actually lost my wallet there. In uh, 2009, 2010, <laughs> right before I went to Cedar Point, it was great. So, that sounds like a good time to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, this is definitely on the bucket list for this year. I'm actually considering doing the VIP party. Um, so that if they do it on time, I'm greatly considering forking over the money for a brick so I can go to that party. Yeah, that'd be a good time. You, you see a lot of interest from that already from people. Um, hell, myself included. I mean, I only live four hours away. Um, just to go and, and enjoy it, right? Just to be a part of a, a reopening experience. Mostly because mm-hmm. I know so many people that just absolutely love Indiana Beach. I know people over the years that, um, you know, they've um, they've just been enraptured with the park themselves, right? And oh, yeah. just just love going and and the people the old ownership i think is what a lot of people miss because you saw it with their new ownership just was not the same just was not the same for them no it it definitely looked like a huge decline in quality of experience um i'm hoping this restores it because what i've always heard is that before apex took over it was like another version of knobles which is Secretly, probably my favorite park <laughs> in the entire world because that place. Yeah, is I don't know if you guys saw the that those numbers that came out, but from the looks of it, they bought the family bought the park for like two million dollars. And didn't they get like another two million incentives That's, or something? Yeah, they basically yeah. got paid to buy the park. Yeah, which is that would be an amazing. It's like, hey, I'll buy the park, and okay, here's the mm-hmm. money. <laughs> No, definitely. And it popped up on Reddit a couple of weeks ago. And I meant I'm going to message the guy and be like, hey, is there any chance we can get you on the show? And it's like, I'm the guy's son. Ask me anything. Gene Staples' like, son didn't ask me anything. There were some people that were skeptical, but from some of the stuff he was saying to prove it, he seemed pretty legit. So, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, okay. That. That's good. We found the son of Gene Staples. <laughs> the other random thing is when y'all did your interview with um, Jefferson from Kentucky yeah. Kingdom, 
we've known for forever he was i asked if he had been on reddit and we know for forever yeah. he was but he said he posted and that revealed who he was so i went and found him on reddit i was like now we know who you are <laughs> yeah i found him out after our live last year when we did a kentucky kingdom and uh i i knew him before and then i met him that day and then well, we've been friends ever since so I I didn't get the chance to meet him when I was at the park, but I did get to meet Jesse. And that park is just that park and that team are amazing. Yeah. It's, it's funny because that park may be the only one that for me personally keeps me going back every year because I love the staff as much as I love the roller coasters. Oh yeah. The staff there was amazing. I mean, there's social media. I mean, seriously, there's no other park that can compete. It's like that interview was fantastic. Cause this is the place to be for social media. Yeah. And then, you know, you're, you're, you're hearing all these stories on the back end too. That's always the fun part about interviews with some folks is you hear all these stories of, of things that you don't normally hear. Right. I mean, you, you hear, mm-hmm. you hear this, you hear that, but, um, you don't hear about, you know, some of the nuances, some of the, the background of, of some things, how, how parks communicate, things like that. But, um, but yeah, hearing those stories from, from Jefferson was Phenomenal. I loved it. So uh, he- I was cracking up. I was listening to it on my way home from work the other day. I was cracking up. <laughs> Glad when I found out that there's apparently going to be a drunk riders brewing company. I was like, mm. where do, where do, where do I sign up? Take my money. <laughs> fun, fun story, a little tangent. Um, just like we do on the show. Uh, <laughs> we actually have, um, um, uh, uh, one of our, our logo. We're actually going to think we're going to put on a coaster. And uh, I, not an actual coaster. That'd be phenomenal. If we put on actual coaster. Um, hey, send it to me and I'll slap it on the front of my No Limits ride for y'all. There you go. Uh, that, that'll give us some real views. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually, I've got a new coaster I've been working on. Seriously, send it to me and I will see it to the drunk riders. Perfect. I will, uh, yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll put it on, I'll, I'll, I'll Instagram you. What? I'll put, I'll put it on Twitter to you. Hey, I'm not saying anything official yet, but there will be an Instagram page for throwing one with photography by the end of the week. Ooh. Scared of you. you that worked be. out perfectly. Right? Advertisement <laughs> perfect. You just you were able to announce it right here on a whim. Yes, I was. Okay. It will go this episode will go live tomorrow morning and everyone's gonna be like, oh my gosh, it's finally happening after two years of begging him to do it. <laughs> we also had to step our game up because um uh, you know, in the loop challenge just on our, on our live stream last weekend about, uh, cause they had coasters and everything. I was like, well, crap. Oh, yeah, we yeah. I, I saw the coasters. I was like, we don't have coasters. All of us are like, well, maybe we should. Of course, to be fair, they've been around for like 20 years and we've been around for like two. So, you know, <laughs> Hey, but I, I listen to y'all. I don't listen to them. So take that as you will. True. True. We are the new breed. They are the old breed as it were. <laughs> but so that was a whole tangent about indiana beach we somehow went from indiana beach to coasters to more coasters to beer and then back to coasters yep so okay. the next one happened yesterday we missed recording last night i think we were all just kind of yesterday i was exhausted um dragon at adventureland is going going gone we've seen a lot of uh deconstruction photos lately and i there was also a couple teasers of like a knight behind a dragon it almost looked like it was like gonna slay it so hopefully they're gonna add something pretty big in 
2022 would be my guess with everything that's going on right now. But Adventureland's actually going to expand. It looks like some more. They're growing pretty fast. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad about that. That's Adventureland's one of those. I haven't been there yet, so that's one of those bucket list parks, right? Mm-hmm. And everything they add makes me want to go there yeah, more. Exactly. <laughs> Especially, and then like I know it was a Hopkins, and there are very few of them left, but. We, let's be honest with ourselves. We probably weren't missing that much. No. <laughs> we, we go there for monster. Um, yeah, that, I was gonna say monster looks fantastic mm-hmm, for sure. So definitely interested to see what replaced it. I know Chris and I talked about a bunch of ideas. I threw out RMC Raptor almost immediately because mm-hmm. any small park cuts that I want them to get. Yeah. <laughs> um, that seems like the most logical decision. They, they have sure. like the, the two go tos for small parks, the Gerstar Infinity and the RMC Raptor. They'd pretty much be set at that point for a small park. Mm-hmm. It's just like that park in uh, South Dakota. They're adding the RMC As Raptor. A, yeah. That, and that whole little like, Midwest swing's just going to get better and better because you're getting that Lost Island theme park, the RMC Raptor in South Dakota. And if Adventureland's getting something new. Frontier uh, City. Yeah. <laughs> he about said it. I almost said it. Frontier City. I would not. I would have started gut laughing, and it would have been ten minutes. I'm so used to saying it, I can't help it. Uh, Frontier. Trust me. Anytime y'all say it on the podcast, I do it along with you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Frontier City. I I haven't been there either, so. Well, that's actually a swing that we were so me and my 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 just the drunk riders and my me my fr- enthusiast friends we were talking about doing that Midwest swing because those are some parks of you know Adventureland and and heck the RMC over in South Dakota and Valley Fair I've never even been to Valley Fair yet uh, starting in Texas and just driving north mm-hmm. yeah and just hitting every single park and we've been everywhere. talking. About doing like a small, small Midwest swing in the next month or two, if everything calms down. Uh, Silver Dollar City and Worlds of Fun. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'm just missing. I'm missing Valley Fair, Cedar Fair Park wise. So I got to find an excuse to get up there too. Yeah, it's it's, it's been tough because I have been I have been disappointed <laughs> too often now. It feels like with some of these the major parks. I went to I went to Canada's Wonderland last year. And I was sorely, or two years ago now, uh, wow, <laughs> I it was sorely disappointed by their ride lineup. So Yeah, their coaster lineup left much to be desired. Their fat ride lineup was amazing. Yeah, but... see, that's that was fun times. That was a great breakup of the day because, like, you want to go from the Valair directly to the Boomerang to the SLC, or do you want to ride a good flat ride? Ah, uh, <laughs> let me... Uh... Yeah, definitely... <laughs> I think I, I made my dad because we were there and we had a day and a half there to try to get everything in. I was like, we're not just we somehow managed to get every credit in in just a day and a half in the middle of June. It was pressed for time. We barely got rerides on anything because I wanted to ride some of these flats. We don't have anything like here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's essentially what we did. We literally just went through the whole day and we didn't get a reride short of early ride time on um, uh, Behemoth. Mm. And that was pretty much it. We just rode everything once. And this is, they were, that was before they announced Yukon Striker, so. Yeah, we were up there the summer. I got to see Yukon Striker's tunnel. Uh, that was when I, it, they had the tunnel in by the time I was there, but that was it. 
Um, I, yeah, I think I rode Leviathan twice, once my first night and once my second night. Nice. And then Game of Twice and everything else once, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all you need yeah, to that. <laughs> yeah, I want to get back up there. Uh, Grace Peacock, their PR director, did ask me to come to Yukon Circuit Media Day, and of course it fell during the middle of state testing, and I couldn't get away. I was not happy. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's that. Or we, what else do we have? Um, Three quick things. Oh yeah, Silverwood is planning mm-hmm. on reopening. There's a park out way out, but that's in yeah. Idaho, yeah, right? Idaho, yeah. I, okay, uh, that's where RMC does a lot of their testing type things. They started. They didn't they trial Topper on that mm-hmm. one of their coasters. Okay, that's um. What Castle else? And Castle and Coasters mini golf reopened. Oh, there's home to another Hopkins. We're, we're actually having parks reopen in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, definitely. After <laughs> I remember Shanghai was like the big. It feels like Shanghai started it, and now we're seeing it trickle, and the small parks are kind of going. And Europe's starting to open. Even then, yeah, I think it's going to take one of these bigger tier parks really punching or really going <clears> for it to get everyone else to start. And uh, we talked about it earlier, but your great adventure alive, there is hope because Jevil, your Jersey Devil construction is supposed to resume. I think it already did. Yeah, heck, they were close to being done before they really shut down. Um, yeah, I feel like when they found out they were going to have to stop, they said, just go, just get as much yeah, done as you can. Yeah. That way we don't have to worry about it. But yeah, resume. Like, they're really close. They could probably be testing, like, Mid June, I think. If they finish track and just really start moving on getting everything done, they'll be testing in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Heck, we yeah we were talking on the podcast that they'd be done. Uh, or not well, well, not done, but uh, at least done with the uh, and started testing in in March, April. Oh yeah, at the rate they were going, they were full, they were on approach to be ready for like a Memorial Day open. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not going to happen now, but they were on track for it. Yeah, I think they could really. I mean, you saw how how fast some coasters uh, pumped out through um, through uh, all their uh, oh my lord uh, <laughs> through all their testing. There's the word testing is a big word, yeah. everybody. Um, through all their testing to get through everything, so you could definitely see that done. I mean, Iguazi the day after they completed their track, I got to see somebody it on it. I went like immediately to the park as soon as I could to watch it test. I got to see it for one day and they closed and I was so sad. <laughs> now I remember when Zadra finished, they finished the track work and started testing and it was like a week later it opened to the public. Yeah. yeah. Like five, of course that's Poland. Let's be honest with ourselves. It, it, yes, I agree. <laughs> but still, it just proves that RMC knows how to get their stuff going. And we yeah. know that, Bush Gardens was intent on having Iron Gwazi because what was it like two days after they shut down there was a billboard now open. Yeah, I think that I think that may have been one of their oversights. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, that was that felt like a slap in the face to all the enthusiasts. Pretty much, but you know, <laughs> yep. And so that wraps up news. We've got we've gotten on a bunch of tangents. I feel like we're on a different podcast for some reason. I don't know. That never happens on mine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So, uh, Chris, I'll turn it over to you for Ride of the Week, Spin the Wheel, 
Tell the people what it's about. Okay, yeah. So, Ride of the Week, we've done this, I think, every episode now, or almost every yeah. episode. No, I but... think we've done it every episode. Okay, so every four weeks, we pick a new category that's, like, just randomly selected off RCDB, and then we keep going random through RCDB until we have four coasters, spin the wheel each week, and on-the-spot review each of them. Now, some of them I haven't ridden, some of them Jack haven't ridden, but... Uh, we're doing GCIs right now. Last week we had White Lightning. So our options left are Gold Striker at California's Great America, Mystic Timbers <laughs> at Kings Island, and Thunderhead at Dollywood. I really hope we get one in particular. <laughs> okay. Oh, if only, if only right. Tom was here. <laughs> oh, if Tom, we might just have to stop recording and batter him in to get rid of you. Tom, get on real quick. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I can kind of, like, jade this one way. <laughs> We're on the air now. We can't j- I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm spinning. Oh, please. And please. the winner is Gold Striker. Yes! <laughs> I'm not even joking. I didn't, I didn't uh, pick that up. It was actually Gold Striker. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> well, there are going to be so many tweets this week. Uh, okay. I-, I haven't written this one, so. Uh, well, neither, neither am I. <laughs> okay, so it's down to me, and we can get the, hey, Tom, you want to come and get a review? And then it's just, it's awful, and that's the entire review. Yeah, it's um, contrary to Tom's opinion, this is my second, I guess it's my favorite GCI if you don't count uh, Ghost Rider. If we're counting Ghost Rider, it's my second favorite. If you don't count Ghost Rider, um, really... I don't know what he doesn't like about it. There's, it's a good mix. Felt like a really good mix between Thunderhead, Mystic Timbers, and Light or Lightning Racer at Hershey Park, which are probably my three other favorite GCIs. Yeah, I th- so I, I think our boy I mean, Tom really had just... a bad ride on it. I mean, if, if it if it rides anything like Mystic Timbers, which is my favorite GCI actually right now, same. Um, it is a phenomenal ride, and I, I'm just catching up with a. I'm watching the POV actually at the moment, and yeah, it it looks and rides, and I think it it feels a little more like Thunderhead than it does uh, Mystic Timbers, but because um, Timbers just hits you with airtime after hill, hill, hill. Yeah, hill, Timbers yeah. is all about airtime. I'm a, I like a good mix. I like the mix between overbanks and um, airtime mm-hmm. mixed together, which is why this one yeah. ranks so high for me. Um, it's super smooth. I mean, it was fast. There the couple of rides I had on it one night were kind of it felt a little sluggish, but the next day it was hauling. So, it he I'm convinced he had yeah, a bad I mean, ride. I on mean, that. our but, producer Kevin said uh, um, it is actually one of his favorites, one of his, the best in California coasters overall. Oh, it's <laughs> it's up there for me. I want to say it's in my top twenty, honestly. And I've I've ridden more coaster. Wait, is it Tom that's only ridden the hundred and nine? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I've ridden more coasters than Tom, and this is my top 20. <laughs> uh, uh, you can go, you got to mention that to him, that a 17-year-old has ridden more coasters than him. I mean, to be fair, I do know I some I, I know some some uh, enthusiasts that are young that have been like five five 600 at this point. So, I mean, Taylor, what's he up like 700, 700 now? Yeah. from Coaster Kids is way up there at this point. Yeah, he's almost 1,000, I think. Uh-huh. Where I can't find my rankings list. I'm going to find it so I can say exactly where it's at. Yeah, I will say Mystic Mystic I'm, Timber is just a little bit of a tangent off of that. It rides phenomenal, and I absolutely oh, it, adored it. 
<clears throat> it got better after in 2017. It was good. It got better in 2018 somehow. Yep. Like I don't. It was just felt like it really got loosened up. I'll take it. That's usually how my dad and I start a day at Kings Island. Just we go straight to Mystic, just because that ride's such a great way to kick off your day. I, w- I would just stay there and ride it for like all day, and then go on Beast at night, and then close my day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Gold Striker is my number fifteen. That's there. You, there you go. Nice. I would have to. Then, I'd honestly just have to get on it. Um, but just looking at it, I think it would definitely be up there. I, I mean, if, if it's anywhere between Mystic th- Timbers and Thunderhead, which Again, I, I feel it, it's a cross between those two. Because um, last time I rode Thunderhead, I thought it was getting a little bit rough on the edges, but it was still a good ride. Uh, Wait till you have you haven't been since they started retracking it, have you? I have not. I think I last went two years ago. So. It is getting buttery smooth. The back half on opening day this year was like riding on glass. It was smoother than most steel coasters I've been on. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, I mean, it It was still, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. I think that's the greatest part, was that you weren't like, I, I wasn't coming off it like, ugh, this is bad. It wasn't right? Mean Streak. Yeah, well, you know what, And let, another tangent, hey man, welcome to the Dark Riders <laughs> podcast. Um, the Mean Streak, so a lot of people hated on Mean Streak, and you know why it was so bad? It was because it went so slow. Oh, yeah. The one ride I had on it, because we made a special trip in 2016 just so we could ride that thing before it closed. Mm-hmm. And the one ride I had on it, I was like, this thing is just meandering at like 10 miles an hour for forever. Yep. That's why it was so bad. I rode it. I, I When I was in college, I worked at Cedar Point for like a freshman weekend. I was in track, our freshman weekend, for a, a fundraising trip. Um, so Cedar Point at the time, I don't know if they still do it. They have, um, uh, basically they, they pay you to work menial labor for a weekend. Um, and I worked in the, you know, where Chick-fil-A is back by Maverick. Yep. Yep. They used, they used to be a pizza place. Okay. I, uh, I made pizzas back there, by the way, bet not the best pizza tasting the best efficient pizza place you've ever seen in your life. Just one FYI. Um, I, I believe it. <laughs> but there was only one actual crew member that worked for Cedar Point, and the rest of us were all, um, you know, temp workers. Uh, so we, so, during our break time, they were like, oh, go do something. I was like, uh, all right. Mean There's Street. a roller coaster right there. <laughs> Let's go ride some Mean Street. So and this is before Maverick. So um, we went and rode Mean Street five, six times in the 15 minutes that we were there. And I was like, and this was at night, too. So this is pretty late. I got my break because they were open till midnight. And we um, uh, f- mowed it down several times. It was a good time. Oh, man. Uh, I'm oh, sure. fun- funny story. Another tangent. Hey. Uh, <laughs> well, I, sw- I might have to change the uh, show artwork for this week. To tangent Central. Love it. Featuring the drunk. <laughs> no, but. I'll see what I can. I, have to ha- I haven't come up with an episode title yet. So We go on tangents with the drunk riders. Perfect. But no, that year, because I was working that, I was there on the last day of operation for Top Thrill Dragster. Um, me, oh, boy. Right? That so no, me with my girlfriend, we jumped in line because the pizza place in the back closed early because it's the back of the park, right? It cl- closed at like 10, 30, mm-hmm. 11. So we went and got in line for Dragster, waited for the front row, and was the last train in the front row. Next morning during testing, before anybody wrote it, cable snap, done for the year. So we were Talk. technically 
the last train of the year, public train at least, for Top Throw Dragster in 2006, I think it was. <laughs> Dragster is... I am, I'm obsessed with that coaster. I could ride that thing all day. I know it's short. I know it really doesn't do that much, but that launch is amazing. Oh, yeah. No, man, dude, that... That's a beaut. That is a beaut for sure. I, I do... I'll, I'll go off on my own tangent. I think Chris has heard this story, but we were there in 2018. Um, we were waiting on some friends to get to the park, and we were going to go ride Steel Vengeance. This is right... It's like right at the beginning of June. It just reopened from all the bumping incidents um and so we were like oh they've they were driving him from cleveland from so we were like oh we'll ride dragster while we wait on them so we get on dragster we're sitting down i think we were like row eight or something we really weren't concerned where we sat right then and they walk up and they sit down the bleachers and they roll us out of the stations and we're sitting on the transfer waiting on the train in front of us to launch and they never launched the train and they roll us backwards back into the station and make us get off and then they put us back on the train and rolled us out again. And then they rolled us back again. And then finally, after all that, we did get the ride. But the whole joke is, I have a double rollback on Dragster. <laughs> nice. Uh, like I, Technically, I didn't go up the tower, but I did get rolled back twice on Dragster. Nice. I don't know if you've heard my story, but I've missed a rollback in every way you could possibly miss a rollback. And the, the train before I was supposed to get on, the train after I was supposed to get on, um, friends have gotten rollbacks because I was like, ah, I'm going to wait for a different row. Everything under the sun you could possibly do to miss a rollback, I've done. I've never gotten rollback. Oh, I really want one. It's one of those, I think everyone wants one. Well, <laughs> I will say, to, to, on, on the other side, I have gotten a rollback on Maverick. A very, yeah. a very unique rollback in the launch tunnel. That is yeah, a, you've had a rollback on Maverick's second launch, right? Yeah, yeah that, that even happened. Uh, not a, it's either an e stops halfway down the launch, um, or that doesn't have enough power. So most of the time it's an e stop. So I yeah. that happened during. So I rode at Media Day. Um, for, I was one of the first riders um, for in 2007. So we that, that's when they, they didn't even let us off out of the seat. They just said keep keep going. We rode it like seven eight times in a row, and our first time around they still had the effects in the tunnel. So. I don't know if you've seen any POVs in there, but that was there was a full of fog. Front yeah, I've seen some old POVs. Yeah, from front to back. By the way, still to this day, best launch ever. Maverick's launch tunnel. Full oh, of that thing. That thing just hauls. You hit that thing, and the amount of force it throws <clears throat> at you at once is amazing. Yeah, because <clears throat> it, it, before, because the way the blocks were set up, it was, it was a little jonky because they were still trying to iron out the kinks. So you came to a much slower speed going through that tunnel. So once it kicked up, it hit so much harder. And, oh, man, going through there, not knowing what was coming, especially the first couple of times, you were just like, holy crap, was that crazy. So, yeah, no, I rolled back and launched, and I went like three-fourths the way up that hill and then rolled back. It was uh, very interesting. And that's one of those, you know, you rarely see that. I've, I've actually never actually seen it other than the time I've been on it happen. Yeah. And that's one of those things I never knew it could roll back until I heard you told, tell that story. Like, I've probably been a couple months ago, you told it on the pie, your podcast. But I was like, wait, Maverick can roll back. <laughs> you never watch, it does not need to go 70 miles an hour to clear that next hill. So you just never think about it actually rolling yeah. back. 
But you no, know, we we've just gone off on a tangent. We we were we we're through with ride of the week, so now we're just going to talk about coasters. So we'll just keep on going what we're doing. Um, no, I definitely think Steel Vengeance. You, Marcus, you and I go round and round. I'm still waiting for you to fight me about it. <laughs> hey, to each their own. I um, I know you like Lightning Rod more. <clears throat> well, talking about rollbacks, you want. There is no one who ha- should have better odds to get a rollback on a coaster than me and Lightning Rod, and I still don't have one after its birthday is this week. So, <laughs> Four years, 220-something rides later, and I still have not had a rollback. I've been in the station for like 20 or something ridiculous now. Yeah, I've de- It's like I'm always like a train away. Yeah, I've definitely witnessed a few. Um, uh, I've ridden on two different occasions, but... Uh, yeah, it, um, uh, it looks very interesting on, on that rollback, but I, I don't, uh, I still don't think, so here's the thing. Now my, me debating my number one is always a, a rough thing <clears throat> for me personally. And, the, and yeah. the reason I like Steel Vengeance more, um, cause at first I did my very first ride on Steel Vengeance. I didn't like it more than lightning rod. Uh, it was number two, <laughs> but it was, a, yeah. but it was a close number two. Cause I was like, okay. But I came off the ride like, and and I'm, you guys have both been on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't know about you guys, but I came off that ride like, what, 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 like literally the words, my face. Oh, the oh. first time you ride it, you have no clue what just happened. It's, oh yeah. There's so much that it does, like all in such a short period of time that it's hard to take all of it in at once. Exactly. That's why I couldn't I couldn't rate it over at first. Because my mind just didn't take everything. There's been like maybe four or five rides I've ever been on in my entire life that I got done with it, and that was my expression. Like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, because I, so I much have... happened so quickly, and it was so great that you were like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, I think I have a list of about three coasters that have done that to me, or uh, I'll say four coasters. <laughs> and my whole thing. So I'll say this: Steel Vengeance. It was ranked. It was my number four up until last summer. And I rode it, and I got off severely disappointed because it had to have been running awful that night. It was sluggish as all could be. <laughs> so it's getting another chance this summer, and I have a very good feeling it will end up back higher. It's mm-hmm. just for right now, it's suffering to the fact that there are other RMCs that I've had better rides on more recently. It's still my number four. I have Lightning Rod ahead of it at number three. I only got one ride on it though. I need to ride it again. But I, I just thought Lightning Rod, Lightning Rod's airtime on the quad down was more intense in my opinion, and that's what put it over. And I also love terrain coasters and Lightning Rod's theming. Like I just fell in love uh, with that ride the first time I went to Dollywood. So I put it a little above it. Yeah, I would definitely say that that Lightning Rod's quad down is probably tied with my favorite element in the world, if you count El Toro's ejector hill. Uh, now I also haven't ridden that one since 2007, so we'll see. But that quad down, especially on the first time, th- and uh, guess what? I left lightning rod with what? what huh? <laughs> yeah, no, no words. There were no words yep. for oh. what had just happened. I was in seventh grade, or no, yeah, I was in seventh grade the first time I got to ride it, and I it was uh, May 25th. So we're coming up on my four-year anniversary with my baby, but <laughs> I got off of that thing. It was this was still this was literally like day three of soft opening. You had like this was the first day you didn't have to have a ticket to ride type thing. Mm-hmm. It was the day after I did. Yeah, <laughs> you're the day after me. Yeah, I was like, whole. Then this is 
I'm gonna, no, this is really what's crazy. Lightning Rod was my 20th credit. <laughs> so they wow. really did set the bar extremely high for what I expected after. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's... But you got off as like, I have to do that again. Yeah, you, you really did. And if we didn't wait for two hours for it, I would definitely would have got, on, uh, got back in line and rode oh. it again. Yeah, we, I think we rode it, as, having as Dollywood as a home park, it was like, okay, we don't got to ride anything else today. We will just stay over here. So I think the first day I ever rode it, I got four rides across the, I think I got, we're one, three, five, and 12. And it nice. Was, I, I was like, this, I was in love. Yeah, I think the first time we rode it towards the back, and then we didn't ride it until that night when we had our ERT. Night rides. Yeah, oh night ride ERT, yeah. And we probably rode up like 10, 15 oh, times. Yeah, it's it amazing. Was... Oh. We, we've been there for, I've gotten, I think my first ride was row three, and then I got, second ride was front row. We talked them into letting us have it. <laughs> and by the way, I was like, yep, this is it. And for a while, I didn't accept it to be my number one, but then I realized it's like I spend most of my time fanboying over this ride, so it's probably <laughs> my number one. For me, it was very close for, for with Boulder Dash um, because I, I've loved Boulder Dash since they retracted back in 07. And, um, and unfortunately, they took out the retracking, so it's not as good of a ride as it was back then, which I don't know if either of you guys have been on it. Not yet, sadly. I've been on it this year, but not anymore. <laughs> it's a shame because so, and this fun story about Boulder Dash was, so, it, I mean, it's been open for a hot minute, like 2000. So I think it was 90, I'm going to look at it. I think, I think it was 99, 2000. Um, but 2000. There you go. So it had been on that original configuration for a while, and then GCI came in, or Gravity Group, one of the two, and retracted the... Yeah, it was, it was. I forget which one it may have been. I think it was GCI. I could be GCI wrong. GCI did Wildcat at Lake Compounds. I don't know about. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think they would have did. It. I think they would have did the other one too because I mean, yeah, it makes probably. sense. You, you stay with someone. Well, no, Brandon Boulder Dash turns twenty on Wednesday or Thursday. So, <laughs> but they so their ending wasn't as good as it was, and then um, all of a sudden they retract a triple up mm-hmm. into it, and then you were literally just out of your seat. It's like it's like the quad down, really. It was one of my favorite elements when they had it in there. Because and then didn't they take it out again? They took it out because it was it was beating up the trains too much after a couple of years. So they had to um because they had I think they had to buy a whole new train because it was damaging the trains that much and the track itself. It was getting pretty mm-hmm. rough through there. So they had to um uh they did it to a double up. Because we wrote it, me and me and Mark on the podcast wrote it a couple of years ago. Uh, and it certainly was not as good as it was, but I remember riding it then like it was, I'd never been on it before. And it was, uh, and at the time, funny enough, as we go down my top, top, top five, I, I, I didn't think anything would ever beat El Toro. And then all of a sudden I get on it. I'm like, Oh, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And then it beat El Toro. And then it's, lightning rod was the same way. I was like, wait, there's no way this could be better. And I look at it. I'm like, Oh, I'm a little short. And you hit that quad down, and you're like, yep, 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 no question. Yep. You start down that quad down, and it's like, I'm in heaven. This is what their time heaven feels like. Exactly. <laughs> now, you keep bringing it up, so I'll, Toro, you keep talking about El Toro. That ride, 
I got opinions on that ride. <laughs> and it all comes down to, again, I am convinced I had a very bad ride on it because this yeah. airtime you speak of, I don't remember any of. So it's going to be, so now, here, now here's the other th- same thing. I, I feel the same way with, I haven't been on it in a while. So I can't, I feel like I can't, I don't have the, the, the new knowledge of how it rides now compared to how I remember it to mm-hmm. say, to say how good it actually is right now. Because also last time I wrote it, RMC wasn't even a thing. So yeah. it's been all over a decade, 12 years now since I've been on it. I last wrote in 07 or 08. I don't remember which year, but um, that that it was it was butter smooth. Uh, the ejector hill over what, Colossus was still there when I when I wrote it last. Um, over or was it Colossus? I don't remember the name of the coaster. Uh, Rolling Thunder. <laughs> right? it was Rolling, Thunder. Woody. Rolling Thunder. There it is. Um, yeah. And uh, it was still there. And over that airtime hill, the best still, to my memory, the best airtime hill I've ever been on. Um, with with the quad down, so I really want to get on it again, just like I did with Boulder Dash. Because in my top twenty, that is the only one. Actually, in my top thirty now, that is the only coaster I haven't been on in the last ten years. Yeah, I got to ride it like I rode it once in the back row on a, my way home from visiting family in New York a couple of years ago. We were like, "Uh, we'll stop." We had those Ace gives us free tickets to the Six Flags parks. Mm-hmm. And you, it's like, oh, they expire next week. Crap. Uh, oh, we're driving past Great Adventure today. Want to stop? <laughs> so um, we did. We did like a quick, quick credit run. I think I've got eight of what they're thirteen or fourteen now. We just did it in like four hours. Yeah. But I just remember riding it, and I was like, it just seemed what it makes it up to be. It just didn't hit me as intense as I was expecting, and because of that, I've always been disappointed. Yeah, I. Re- but I've talked. I'll say, I think it's one of those rides you kind of got to ride again. Um, well, that was the same thing with Maverick. The first time I rode Maverick, I was severely disappointed. And then over the years, I've grown to it's my second favorite at Cedar Point. Yeah, that, funny. That actually was Tom's feelings too. When he first wrote it, Tom from the podcast, for those who don't know, truck riders. Um, <laughs> get the plugs in. He um uh he wasn't a huge fan of it either, but then after riding it a few more times, he's like, you know what, this really is a good ride because it's a, it's one of those unknown things, and you hear the hype. So I've desensitized myself over the years. I've desensitized myself to hype as much as possible. That was yeah. Toro and Maverick for me. After those two, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna hype rides as much anymore. Yeah, and it's made my experience so much better because. One of the rides that I know a bunch of people hype about, and you hear it talked about a bunch, is X2. And I walked in with no expectations. I was like, this is going to be awful. I'm going to hate it. Mm-hmm. I got off of it, and it was my number two. It was one of those... I'm pretty sure I got off of it, and I couldn't talk for about <laughs> oh, 10 yeah, minutes. Literally could not talk. <laughs> and this was that we were out there for CoasterCon last summer with Ace, and... I love ACRT so much, and after that, that was my best session ever. They just let me sit in X2's front row for an hour without making me get out of my seat. <laughs> it truly was the most wonderful thing ever because I had it was no one else wanted to ride it because Full Throttle was open and everyone wanted to go get that credit. So I was like, I'm just gonna stay here in this inside seat on X2 for an hour, and <laughs> that was one of the best hours of my summer last year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, X2 is. One of those coasters you really, uh, it's, it's a beaut. 
it's one of those I hear everyone you either love it or hate it, and I'm one of those I love it to the death people. Oh yeah, I definitely love it. Yeah, if you if you're not a fan of those inversions, you're 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 not going to be a fan of it for sure. Oh no, if you don't like being tossed, my dad does not like it at all. He was like, it's okay. I I wrote it and I got the credit and I'm done with it. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so let's see. Any other? I think we, we talked a little bit about off-air. Chris, this is one of your rides that you always want to talk about, and anyone who's ridden it, is Wildfire at Call Martin. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I'll one. let you pick his brain. <laughs> Gosh. Arms okay, and goodness well, in Sweden. Well, let's just start with what do you think about it? So Wildfire um, is my number seven. Okay. Um, the only RMCs I have above it is Goliath at Great America, um, Lightning Rod, and Steel Vengeance. Uh, and right behind it's Outlaw Run and Storm Chaser, just to put you in, in my thought process of these rides. Okay. Um, and Wildfire, when I rode it, um, it was opening year. Um, it was a couple of months after opening. Um, and <clears throat> I thought it was great. Um, it, it, it really delivered on everything that the standard RMC experience, but this was 2016. So, you know, you, you, there wasn't like a standard experience yet. Um, and it reminded me of, uh, a a better version of, um, Wicked Cyclone. So uh, you guys been on Wicked Cyclone at, uh, Six Flags New England? No, again, we were talking about this summer, but... (laughs) Uh, but that ride uh, is, is a good one. But what it does, and my only thing I could say to detriment of this ride, is that the ending. I think it should have ended a little bit sooner. Just like my, just like with Lightning Rod, I could say it could have done a little more. I think Lightning Rod or Wildfire should have been a little bit shorter because like the lat they did like a a, a turnaround, go back mm-hmm. out, and then come back in with an airtime hill and a turnaround. It mm-hmm. creeps a smidge through those turns and you're like, ah, was that needed? And we wrote it and me, me, me and my wife went, we went, you know, on it, uh, five, six times. There was no wait, walk on. Um, it was back you know, of middle, a zoo. <laughs> yeah. It was the back of a zoo middle of August, by the way, to get there took us almost an hour and a half because we didn't drive in Europe. So we took a train and then took a bus and then we got lost. And then we got there. <laughs> hey, you can't say you've been to Europe unless you have been lost in Europe. That is from personal experience, I will say I have been like not lost to the point where I can't, you know, find myself, but it was where are we again? Is this no, this isn't where we're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it I mean it is a really a, a great ride. I, I do still love it to this day and and rewatching some POVs of it just to remind myself that it's been a while since I've been on it now. And and the uh you know the I think the thing that struck me the most when we wrote it, because it was it was late fall um late fall it was early fall late summer and was the views of the lake i'm sure you've seen povs of it the yeah. views the views are oh, in, yeah. like they look good on video and in real life it's just so much better the park's a nice park it's not a great park right it's it's, it's middle of nowhere it's not exactly the i mean to be honest i like the i like Grinland in stockholm over um Colmarden for sure I'm also. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. doesn't. Well, Gondolon is also like a yeah, proper yeah. theme park. I mean, park yeah, too. this is also a zoo mixed with like two coasters. Uh, and we didn't want to ride the other coaster, so we just rode Colmart <laughs> or uh, Wildfire like eight times. But um, 
Uh, yeah, the views were incredible. It was a beautiful park, and and we absolutely loved the just that alone helped helped out. Oh, then you know it's got all the standard. As I said, it's got all the standard incredible experiences. The airtime was great. Um, it has fan turn, wave turn, inversions, everything you really want. Um, the stalls incredible. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it's everything great about it. And I remember I. It's funny because I wrote it before most of my coaster force for friends. And um, they absolutely adored it. And I was like, I told you. Because <laughs> it was great. It, it really it really cooks it around there. Um, again, short of a little bit of a lull at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, which I just saw again. Yeah, it kind of creeps over an airtime hill. I think they could have cut that thing a smidge shorter. But it really hits the entire way around. And um, if you really want a, a great experience, I don't think it's going to be number one for, for, for you. Um, unless you haven't been on lightning rod, <laughs> but I've always made the joke: coasters don't compete for my number one spot; they go for the number two. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those great ones, and um, I'm glad to have ridden it because still to this day, not surprisingly, actually, because it's easy to get to Stockholm depending on where you live. Um, even from the states, it's relatively easy to get there; it just costs some cash. Um, it's not the most inaccessible. Um, RMC there is. So, oh no, there's for Americans. I'd say probably the most inaccessible is either um, Medusa, although that one's still you can get to that one pretty easy. But I'd say Hakuge right now it's the hardest to get mm-hmm. to because a lot of people don't want to go to Japan. Yeah, getting to Japan, going you know, and in 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 Sweden they everybody knew English. That was actually oh, my, that's yeah that was my biggest concern actually. So I'd never been to Europe before this trip. I literally landed. It was my first time to another country, not just not just to another another um, like you know people that don't speak English. I'd never even been to Canada or Mexico, and I landed in Sweden, and I was like, uh, I don't know Swedish, and all these signs are in Swedish. Shoot, that was one thing. <laughs> my dad works for an international company, so I've had the good fortune. I've been to Europe twice now. Again, I've never been really to a theme park over there, which is a shame, but. The, the first time you go over there, it's like, uh, well, are we going to be able to speak to anyone? And for most European places, like they require English to graduate like their high school. You have to take English, which is amazing oh, yeah. for us. And I really wish mm-hmm. we did that here because I love foreign languages and stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun to speak them. But you go over there and everyone knows English and a lot of them speak English better than most Americans do, which is kind of yeah. sad. <laughs> Yeah, it was great because we, when we got lost, and I mentioned we got lost when we were going to Colmarden, we actually got helped out by three Swedish kids at this bus stop. We were like, hey, uh, what do we, how do we get out of here? And they, in perfect English, like, oh, yeah, hey, do you have this app on your phone? It, with a little bit of an accent, of course. Uh, but yeah, do you have this app on your phone? Uh, yeah, right here. Oh, yeah, just buy this. Oh, okay. Out of there in five minutes, right? So yep. um, we just had to wait for a bus to come. So, um, and we paid for it and everything. So, yeah, it, it, it was surprising the amount of, of English speakers. Um, I didn't see many Americans. I think that was the one. So, when that trip that I went on, we went to, we also went to Tivoli, um, which Tivoli is a beautiful park. So, it, by the way, Copenhagen, if you guys just go, when you get older, or hell, if you go, even go with family, go to, go to, well, we're planning on going next summer if everything calms down. Yeah. Copenhagen's a great city just to go and walk around and ride bikes. Like, I had fun, literally, there was a day me and my wife just rode bikes around Copenhagen and just stopped at random joints to eat and just, you know, went around just to random parts of the city 
rode the bus. Like it's it's a great it's a great place. But yeah, Tivoli um, is right outside the train station. We rode the train station in. Uh, I rode a train in from from Stockholm, and uh, Tivoli was right outside of it. And we were like, wait a minute, really? I I didn't look anything up by the way. There's no planning for me. I'm not a planning person. I'm like wing it. Let's find out when we get there. Uh, <laughs> but but like uh, but but Tivoli, yeah, Tivoli's a beautiful park too, and. Um, so you know, and Grinnellin, of course, is Grinnellin. But um, yeah, if, if if you go, Copenhagen is definitely one of those places too. I would say the more the more east you go, the less English is a thing. So yeah, okay, that makes that makes. Oh sense. no, certainly. So, well, honestly, we were in, we went to Poland too because we went to Auschwitz, and um, yeah, this was before energy yeah, landing, before it, you know. which is a shame because we literally <laughs> drove past it. Oh, I looked it up before because we were. There was a point in time where we were talking about going to Germany again for family vacation. I was like, I wonder what it would take to you know get to Energylandia. And I've also always wanted to visit yeah. Auschwitz just to go there and see it. Um, that's that. That's a really depressing topic. Oh no, no, that's... avoid that one. I mean, just... it's like it's it's an amazing piece of history, but it's the things that happen there are. Oh no, it's. Different. I mean, it's it's uh, and just uh, look, tangent on it real quick. It is incredibly humbling. Of an experience as a human being, oh, more than anything. That's really what that came down to. I forget what I I said on my Instagram post for it, but it was like you know this this is a place that I'm a talkative person, as you guys can tell. I said maybe three or four words for eight hours straight. I just couldn't. it's one of those the the town we go to in Germany is where they held the uh, war trials after all of it was over, and even just going to that building is a insanely humbling thing because they of course get all the exhibits mm-hmm. there but that's so that's always one of those places i'm a huge history buff so it's on the bucket list of places to get to go one day but you look at energy landia now it's like it's in the middle of a it's not from other places that i want to go yeah and the good thing is krakow is dirt cheap if you're gonna go anywhere oh. in, in in poland warsaw and krakow i we had a whole flat to ourselves for 31 dollars I remember um, James Larson was posting things about how cheap he got his place by Aaron Gilandia. I was like, you got it for how much? Yeah. Whole <laughs> flat and crack out. Not like, out, you know, off the beaten path kind of place. We're relatively close to the main city center. 31 bucks. I was like, this ain't, this can't be real. Right? Like, I was like, this this can't, this cannot be real. We actually talked to the guy who owns it. He lived in Warsaw. And he was like, yeah, I, I used to live there. I rent that place out because it's a good spot. To, a lot of tourists. Live in that area, so or live in that area, visit that area. So, yeah, it's it's great little. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Now I'm looking. At, I've still got wildfire up on my computer, and I'm just looking at pictures of this. Of course, everyone that listens to this, I hope you know I'm a photographer. If you don't, we got. <laughs> but this coaster, I see pictures of this thing all the time. I'm like, oh, I want to take pictures of this ride. Oh God, yeah. If you if you want a coaster, and I said it's beautiful just to look at let alone have pictures of, I I am a terrible photographer. I have the basics. Like I, I can take a good shot, but no, in no way, shape or form. Am I a great photographer? I got some great shots of it. And oh, I it, cer- certainly enjoy it. It looks so amazing. And I've got, um, there's one guy on Twitter, uh, thrill rides photography. He's got a ton of pictures of this coaster mm-hmm. and every one of them. I'm like, that thing just looks fantastic. There's not, it really doesn't look like you can find a bad angle of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, because it's the way the way the park does. It kind of wraps around it, mm-hmm. and like to to so like the entrance is right, obviously by the station, 
and the line's right next to the station, but it keeps going down a hill towards that lake a little bit. Not too far. Yeah. You're not you're not going like 300 feet. But there's a water park down there. So if 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 you really wanted to be adventurous, you could jump into the water park. Um, I, I will I will admit to have done dunning doing such things. Dunning that's a word now. <laughs> hey, doing such things here in America. I'm all about dunning it. It's all right. But uh, <laughs> um, no, it's um, you know it's it's a beautiful spot. It's a beautiful place. The um, Sweden itself is just a great country. Um, just because it's I, I I liked it there. It was nice. But yeah, if you're if you're gonna take a, uh, I've seen ridiculous amounts of of pictures of that thing. It was hard for me to find a bad photo, really. Of, oh, that, so it, of, of that coaster. And I'm just going to say, the trains look amazing, too. Those <clears> trains <throat> look fantastic. Oh, yeah. The train just added to it. You're just like, wait, this really? All right. Well, you know. <laughs> I, I will uh, say that's one thing RMC does well. Oh, the trains are fantastic. Zandra's is just, just from pictures, it looks amazing. And then there's Ooh. Lightning Rod's OG Zero, which is probably the best ever, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. The original. Uh, did you ever get to see the the full glory oh, trains, yeah. Marcus? Like, wait, yeah, with the mm-hmm. trunks and everything. Oh yeah, those were the days. Those were. The... I will. I was not a photographer when the trunks were still around. <laughs> I have really crappy foam pictures of them, but I didn't get into photography until after the trunks had begin, been removed and the uh, stripping of the original zero had yeah, begun. I, I I wrote it as I mentioned. I wrote it a couple of days after opening, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. You, those memories still stick out in my mind it's so clear. Yeah, oh no, it's I I remember full speed launch and all that fun. Th- oh yeah. Oh, so don't you're going to make me go, I'm gonna, I'm going to have to like take a break from the podcast for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about the old launch and uh, oh yeah. I don't care if it tore the thing apart. I I've always said I would rather have a working one than a non-working I, one, but I've always I will give a lot of I would pay to get one more ride. Just like it was back in 2016, go over the top and have bruises on your thighs. Oh yeah, just on the first first five seconds of the ride, you're oh. like, wait, what? Yeah, the, you kick the launch up, you hit the top of that thing, and it was like, oh my thighs, and then you just knew you were about to be assaulted in every which direction. Yeah, I think the greatest thing is you don't expect it either. Oh no, I remember watching people watch that ride in the queue. You see them like, it just took off off that hill. It's going up that hill really fast. <laughs> Ah, uh, I I have a feeling we could talk about coasters all night. Well, we are coaster enthusiasts, after all. We are coaster enthusiasts. <laughs> Although I do like my drink coasters. I've got a really nice one that Alabama Splash Adventure gave me. It's my Rampage nice. coaster. I've never been to the park. They were like, here's this at an Ace event. I was like, okay, I'll use that on my desk. <laughs> right. So, well, we, we're, we're closing in on an hour here, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up but i will will ask the same question and you've kind of already alluded to it but what is your favorite coaster and then we'll also throw in what is your favorite park oh man all right so favorite coaster is steel vengeance um that ride has literally everything um and i first wrote it it was the best um but not quite the best but then i hadn't realized how good it was until i wrote it again um and i know a lot of people it was funny because at first a lot of people were unwilling to say it was the best because it was at Cedar Point. No, oh, yeah, that I remember that it was like, is it the best though? Because Millennium Force is in the same park and Mavericks right next to it. And oh, it's not even that. Like from from my experience with people was it was just like they didn't want to acknowledge that Cedar Point had built the best ride in the world again. 
Oh yeah, and that's true because there's definitely there, you've got your Cedar Point fanboys, but then you've also got your yeah, like, I guess anti Cedar Point fanboys who are like oh, yeah. Cedar Point is not that good and they don't yeah. really have that good of rides and yeah, they're vehemently against Cedar Point. And while you know, I mean, I'm born and raised in Ohio, so you know, I was kind of raised at Cedar Point, but I'm one of those realistic fanboys, you could say. I, I know its faults. It's a it's a concrete you know slab. <coughs> it has yeah. it, it's, it's ride selection is is subpar in a lot of respects. Um, but it also has, if you're looking for, a, uh, you know, a day with mostly good, often great coasters, you're really oh, not yeah. going to find another park with the same lineup in the <clears> world. <throat> Magic well, Mountain I'm, is the only thing that comes close, and it's relatively close. Yeah, those two, I could go back and forth, because there's rides I like it both more than the other. It really just comes down to the, really, the day of the week, which one I'd pick over the other. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I, I've been to Magic Mountain a few times now, but I, I would definitely say that, um, uh, you know, they have a, def- I mean, we've had a whole episode about this ourselves, but, you know, the, the tops at both parks, and oh, they, yeah. really, they, they really have, like, a top five, and then it drops off significantly. Yeah, for sure. So, well, I will say this, when we were at Magic Mountain, like I said, we were there for CoasterCon, so I know they rolled the red carpet out for Ace attendees, mm-hmm. and, like, Let's put it this way. I know y'all are blocked by them on Twitter, but <laughs> um, so when we were at the park, they all liked almost every one of my tweets. I tagged them in. Since we've left the park, I don't think they have liked any of my tweets. So I know they were literally just combing, trying to make the ace people happy. But it didn't matter. They impressed me while I was there, which is what matters. Yep. So. Yep. See, that's, that's, also, that's also why I like Kentucky Kingdom so much. Because oh. guess, guess who liked my tweet uh, or drug riders tweet like three days ago. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like when Kentucky Kingdom followed me, I was like, "There's a reason I love this park." Mm-hmm. It's like they they like the community. They 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 support the community, which is something I wish more parks. Would. Yeah, for sure. I can. I love my home park, but I complain constantly because they Kentucky Kingdom may have the best, but I think Dollywood has the worst social media because they don't exist. In the, really. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. In the, I think, two years I have been posting pictures of Dollywood on Twitter, like tons and tons of pictures. They did not like one of my tweets until about a month ago. <laughs> it was the first time they'd ever liked one of my tweets, and it's bad because I know they're PR people, and it's like, y'all really need to step up your yeah, game. Yeah, I, I know a few of them myself as well, and I'm like, y'all, I mean, I expect better. So, no, and, 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 oh, and speaking yeah. of... I would say my favorite park was Silver Dollar City. Oh boy, here we love, go. Love me some Silver Dollar City. All right, you got me started. I, I would say yes. my my close second would be Dollywood. Um, well, Chris, I'll let you. you you're gonna talk about. You gotta talk about yes, Silver Dollar City now. And you're Dollar City for that is parking. the best park there is. Like, <laughs> uh, time Traveler is my number one coaster. It's time. Oh my gosh, I, I can talk about time travel for hours, so, but I'm gonna keep it down. But Silver Dollar City is just the perfect combination of atmosphere. And some of the best coasters in the world. It's just perfect for me. But, yeah, what, what solidified Silver Dollar City for me was um, I went to Outlaw Runs Media Day with Coaster Force. Um, and I just had the absolute best time there. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it was a media day. So day one, we did recordings. I wrote it a few times, Outlaw Run. Obviously, it's a great coaster. Then the next day, they had the full media day. And, you know, it was crazy fun. I mean, I think I've told a story on the podcast before, but, you know, we got to hang out with Shilky and 
Fred Grubb and, and all these fun people in the industry. And then the owners of the park and all these fun folks that were just so accommodating. Now there's no doubt. I, I've been to other parks that have been like that too, but then, so we come back a couple of weeks later for coaster force, uh, uh our, our Texas trip. And they were the most hospitable folks on the planet. Um, they gave us discounted tickets, free, you know, food, all this fun stuff. For no real reason, we weren't a big group. It was just that you know they are a great park to be mm-hmm. with and to interact. Oh, with. It, yeah, it reminds me. It reminds me of what Kentucky Kingdom is to me now. I haven't been to Silver Dollar City in a few years now, but um, I would definitely say that they definitely are in the same realm for love of 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 how they treated at the time, and that and that's really how you do it. Is you build up that love like that? All these years later, I haven't been back. I've been to other parks that have treated me just as well or better, and I still love the park. And I think that comes in, especially with the great food um, and then the rides themselves. Because there's, I haven't even been on um, uh, Time Traveler yet, but um, you know, I've, I've I've heard and I've seen good things. It's I, just, um, I, I just haven't been able to get down to Missouri anytime recently. The first drop on Time Traveler is the best airtime moment I've ever experienced. Like. That's what solidified it for me. You can ask Jack. I'm not a person who really likes to marathon rides, but Time Traveler, I did marathon until it was my number one. And just, oh, that was such a perfect day. And one thing I loved about that park so much is that it seemed like there wasn't hardly any space that wasn't just covered in trees and beautiful landscaping. And like being from Florida where there's no mountains, being in a place where there's (laughs) awesome terrain and all this cool landscaping, I, I just felt like in heaven. Because I had my new favorite coaster, and I had great staff, and I had just amazing atmosphere all at once. It was one of the best days I've ever had, for sure. Yeah, and I remember when he found out, when he said it was his number one, I was like, okay. And this is one of those things, is like, it's not a coaster I expected to here be someone's number one. Now, it's definitely jumped on my bucket list since then, and hopefully if we're planning a trip to go ride it in like, a month if everything works That'll out. If this happens, <laughs> but um, for so for yeah, I just sent it to you on Twitter. But for his Christmas gift this year, I um designed a custom time traveler poster for him. Nice, which I, I took me hours, but it is still one of my favorite things ever. And I spent so much time staring at the blueprints for that ride that now it is very like okay, I got to go ride this thing. Oh yeah, and the theming's great, and the trains look just amazing. Like it doesn't do anything wrong for me. It's just a little short. That's the one thing that I could that I could uh, complain about. But everything else was just perfect for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it looks very interesting and definitely worth worth another visit. On top of Outlaw Run, Wildfire, uh, you know, all <laughs> the other great rides there. I I really just want to get on it again <laughs> or go to that park again. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like it could like. More than Dollywood. It's one of those things never get me to say I like it more than Dollywood, but it's because Dollywood's my home park. <laughs> From what I have seen, if there is any park in the world that could rival the love for Dollywood, is that one. Just because it looks <laughs> so perfect. And it I mean they're they're sister parks, so they're run the exact same way. So it's like I know what I'm gonna get and I know I'm gonna enjoy it already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's I think what helps too is that you know how good it is going into it. And then looking back, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's still that good. All these years later, yep, I still enjoy it. Still a good time. Well, that's, <laughs> and that was one of the things I was talking. I was messaging 
back and forth in like comments with someone on Reddit the other day. I was, they were like, what's Dollywood's major plan? I was like, well, here's what I know, and I know a lot more than I can say. Um, <laughs> but they were basically, it's like, I said to them, it's like, when I started visiting other parks, I realized how good I had it having Dollywood as a home park because more often than not, I'd be like, well, I wish they did this. Like, they don't have bins on the platform or there's not enough trees or just random things that I got accustomed to having Dollywood as a home park. And then it's, you go to Cedar Point and it's like, what do you mean you don't have bins on your platforms? Any Six yeah. Flags park. Yeah. Also Six Flags park. Yeah, I've been to some 70... 70 or so amusement parks, big to small and all this fun stuff. And yeah, seeing the scope of differences between the parks is just astounding in some cases. Oh, it's amazing. Like you, the craziest thing is like, I've gone from a Cedar Fair Park to a, um, like Kenobes to a Cedar Fair Park in a day. The difference you see between like your family owned park and your corporate run parks are crazy. Oh yeah. But so yeah, so I, there's we like I said earlier, we could literally talk about stuff like <laughs> all night. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm looking at the time we've been on for over an hour now. We've talked about a ton. I think this episode is literally just going to be named Tangent. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Um, Tangents are good. Nothing, nothing <laughs> wrong with that at all. So, Marcus, tell everyone where they can find you. Plug yourself. Plug, I mean, plug just plug everything. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've, I'm really found two different ways. Um, the, the 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 big follow that everybody, uh, but most people know about, is Coaster Force, of course. Um, I'm a team member on there. I've been a team member for the better half of uh, almost two decades now. Um, I joined there in like '06. So. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm on that social media pretty frequently. So if you see Facebook or, or Twitter or anything like that, or Coaster Force it is. Um, and then also the, my personal love, um, the Drunk Riders. It's me, um, my Coaster friends, Tom and Mark. I've known them for God knows how, all 10, 15 years now as well. Um, and we um, were found on Facebook, uh, the Drunk Riders. We're found on Twitter, the Drunk Riders, and every kind of platform under the sun i just want to, to take podcast. that moment and that you refer to it as twitter and not the twat <laughs> <laughs> the, the twatter <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 we and and, and uh you, you guys have both been uh, well both of you hopefully have been avid listeners since the for <laughs> the beginning i chris doesn't listen <laughs> he listened to a few i listen pretty religiously because if i need laugh i know what podcast i'm going to Yes, we are a truly unique uh, uh, podcast, to say the least. We that that There's is a couple episodes I'm back to. Anyone that Hagrid is going to be mentioned in, where it's just ten minutes of constant <laughs> yelling, is what I love to go back to those episodes. Yeah, there's a few that I I go back myself and I, I just laugh. So I have them all stored in my computer too. So I got pretty quick, pretty quick access to all of our episodes. But I yeah, keep been... all those on a Google Drive. And I'm like, oh, I can go listen to anyone I want. Yeah, yeah. It's been um, it's been about two years of us doing it, and we we started it simply because um, well, well, we wanted a, a podcast on Coast Divorce. We had been throwing it around, and I talked to you know the guys over there, and they were they were supportive of us, and we were just like, we the podcast is literally just like us talking every night. So when I get done with you guys, I'm gonna go play some games with Mark and and Kevin. Actually, funny enough, well, uh, the guy who guy who doesn't exist. I thought he didn't exist. He doesn't exist. 
<laughs> so it's just gonna be me and Mark. And um, you know, shoot 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 the crap just like we always do. So yeah, no, it's um the podcast is fun. We're definitely unique. Um you, you saw uh for those who are listening who didn't see uh, the, oh yes, uh, and I was gonna mention the congratulations on your three thousand plus dollar charity raise last or this weekend. Yes, yes we we some I don't know how uh, we have some very loyal listeners. We did um, uh, for those who are still listening. One, you're the real MVP, and two, um, we raised um, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, three thousand three hundred and sixty-five dollars, something like that. Something uh, it was. It just there was a point in time where it just kind of went up incrementally, and then around like eleven o'clock, something switched, and it was just going up by five hundred dollars at the time. Yeah, people people just started donating two, three, four hundred dollars all of a sudden, um, and our goal was five hundred. I, I thought that would be ambitious, and hopefully we would reach it. And then once we reached two grand, we were like, "Wait a minute, Coasterbot just did this. Let's see if we can beat them." <laughs> And, and the big thing I like, I was like, they did that in eight hours. Y'all did this in like three and a half. Yeah, it was the three, four and a half, uh, the three. Yeah, by the time I <laughs> passed out, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> uh, we had done that. Yeah, it was us and in the loop. Um, Legend, Drew, and and Online Hide, both all three legendary guys, especially from the in the loop. Um, all great followers on Twitter. Yes, if you're gonna follow some some good people with some good good knowledge. We've had a hide on the show before, and he provided some great insight when he was on. And and uh, Legend's just a legend; he really is a legend. Um, and they all, they were all, and I've met Drew multiple times, and I've met them all actually. But um, yeah, that was just a good time. I I don't think we talked about coasters that often. <laughs> no, it was just there was a lot of just laughing, and just, it was yeah. an all around good time. I was very disappointed that I had to go to work the next day because I totally wanted to <laughs> stay up all night and watch it. Yeah, it's it's still on our Twitch. If you guys want to watch it, if if anybody's the listener that wants to watch it, go ahead and um, jump on our Twitch, Twitch TV dot the or slash the Drunk Riders. Um, and you can I'll see link it to everyone. I like it, um, and you'll see a little bit of what it's like to be around us for five minutes. Uh, so, I think yeah. at one point, really early on, they were y'all were just kind of getting started. Like, so what's y'all's podcast like? And I, I think I said in the chat is like. Hey, Marcus, what's your opinion on the Hagrids? And this is actually with them. Oh, yeah. And Tom started to go off. I was like, Tom, Tom, stop. Stop. <laughs> That's later. That's when we're drunker. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. So. so, yeah, big thank you to Marcus for coming on tonight. Uh, I also owe you a thank you. Marcus is the one who gave us a ton of advice on getting started podcasting. So thank you for that. Of course. We've of course. really enjoyed doing it. Um, we will have to have gone because I said we go on all night naming coasters and going off on tangents. But for tonight, I think we're going to sign off. Chris, you got anything you want to add? Nope, that's it. Well, sounds good. We will see y'all next week, and stay safe out there. Yep, see you guys. Enjoy the tangents. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week.